Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Moaning. Have you just made yourself a coffee? Oh, Mark, don't. Don't come over here, Mark. He's such a child. He's sticking things in his trousers. If you're listening on podcast, Mark has now put a chilli pepper on his trousers, mimicking a penis for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's because he's five. Chilli, really. If you were to put an age on Mark, okay, so we know he's whatever he is, age, but when he's being like that, what age, for anybody that has sons, because we've never had sons. I have, I've had me. What age is he as a son? Five. I think five. Five. I know some people might say three. What age do you mm. think he is, guys? Maybe a bit older than five. Not far, not older than five. Yeah, seven. God, look at that dense oh, healy hair. God. You do this every time. If I was to humiliate you about no, some crevice somewhere. I'm, I'm warning you, like going, if I had oh, really? spinach in oh, my really? tooth. Oh, my God, look at that great big something or other. No, but... It's all right. You've put it back now because it might. People might think they're being attacked by your. I think I have trash. to thread it back in. Uh, Francesca Bastos says I'm twelve. Georgina Demetrius says eight. Sarah Withington seven. Mm, Tracy H. Street says between five and seven. Emma Margaret says four. Elaine Upright says her partner is about eight. Eight. Stacy two six nine five to ten. Wow, you'd take him right up to ten. What putting a chili pepper Jenny in his Marshall, trousers? It's great to, to be childlike. It wasn't trying. Well, it was. It was. Why else were you putting it? Nine years old with much older siblings, DK. <laughs> I always wanted an older sister. It's funny. That's why, that's why I feel so fond of uh, Dina. She's, but she's doesn't the, everyone say that? We all girls no. want an older brother. It's so that you can meet older girls and older boys. Most people have so they don't say it. No, that, how, that, that everybody wants the sibling that they didn't have. Oh. We always wanted brothers. Vixen DD, Mark, I do love you. I've got a boy who is 17 and I miss the five-year-old. Oh. Oh. But do you know what? Now when I think about it, I probably wouldn't want a brother because I think if I had to see a brother go through heartache, I don't think I'd be able to take it. Like if mm. a girl broke my brother's heart, I'd be in a mess. Mm. I wouldn't be able to bear it. Of course, I've got two half-brothers and a half-sister, somewhere, which is always yeah. a strange thought sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the most annoying of all of them still. Probably. I've just got a sense of that. I always wanted an older brother, says Natasha Mulder. Sending you love, Natasha. I hope you're well. Love to you and all your family in Israel. Um, Good toffee. Yeah. yeah toffee, toffee, toffee trying to be happy. Toffee's <laughs> in a... She's she, in a weird mood. She's already contributed to some of the vlogmas that we've shot. She's, she's a miserable cow. <laughs> <laughs> but very funny. Um, my brother is protective of me. So can I just... I have to pause for a second. The aroma de garlic is so overpowering. It, it's so strong, and I have never been privy to the oddest sibling birthday moment as filming the Curly Cooks yesterday. You're going to see it this Saturday. It was strange. Can you smell my garlic from where you are? Yes. Well, I did tell you to Oh, have my some. God. Yes. Wow. It's like, and you've nicked my glasses. Well, listen, I'm not allowed to mention your eyebrow, but you can sit there saying that I stink. Yeah. Very nice. Well, that's that's precisely why I did. Chin chin. He always has the choice to have the beautiful meal that we're having because if you eat garlic too, you don't smell the garlic. Hang on a minute. But you chose to have a prawn curry from the Chinese, so that's your tough. So I just want to say a big thank you to our lovely, lovely Cloda, Linda, Creatorholic, and Fiona. 
take it easy. That's our birthday. On your birthday. Him. And you got the same, didn't you? From so beautiful. All Thank of them. you. So to, thoughtful. To Nads. Thank Happy you. birthday, Nads, from Clodagh, Linda and Fiona Reid. Although, Thank you. let's face it, your names are never that brief on here, are they? <laughs> there you go. Lovely cards. Thank, Thank you. you so much. A few other bits and bobs have arrived and we will be opening shortly so thank you very much but stop stop send us any cards are very sweet we love cards they're lovely the last curly cooks were the best i loved all the arabic recipes says alicia thank you well you wait till you see this saturdays as i say it's pre-record because it's my birthday on saturday so i'm not actually going to work my birthday cool oh look natasha milton thank you so much mark just to let you know i got back to tel aviv the other the other day to find your card in my mailbox yeah oh oh brilliant as i was sending it off i was thinking oh my god i hope this gets through everything it's weird isn't it i suppose post maybe is one of those things that just gets through everything um i'm so pleased natasha and i hope you're safe and i hope you're well and love to you and all your family um francesca bastos my sister has an older sister me and i don't think she's thrilled <laughs> <laughs> she's the married with a child and now i'm the single childless 32 year old older sister who the whole family likes to shame oh god oh, that's god. awful I'm sorry that went from us being sort of light-hearted with you two because well, we had laughing emojis yeah yes yeah. Well, shame maybe... for not having a family oh that's <laughs> that's tough isn't it yeah maybe maybe it's there's even gallows humor in there too um anna marie shellard nadia just wondered if you heard of the research behind mushrooms and adhd very interesting no i haven't it seems to me that mushrooms are great for everything but I will have a look into it. Having a good time and everything. Mm. Uh, Siobhan, you've not received your card yet. Whole heap of cards. We're, we're pretty much up to speed. We've got one, I think we've got something like 56 to go out this week, and then we should be on top of it. So everyone should have received their, if you haven't by then, then um, unless you have recently hit two years, obviously if you've hit two years in the last couple of months um, for those family guests, uh, and we, we're doing new cards. We're going to do some, I'm doing some new cards for Christmas. Can I have a members look at the photo win, you choose members this time? Are going to win, some members are going to have chances to win Christmas, Christmas cards. So how about that? Uh, right. So today, what are we going to be talking about? You tell Mr. Me. Adderley. No, you go. Well, well, the news had broke only about 15 minutes ago about Rwanda, the Rwanda judgment. Now, the Rwanda judgment is this idea of deporting, um, you know, asylum seekers to Rwanda. Uh, it was a big, big mainstay of, of Suella Braverman, our outgoing Home Secretary's um, sort of, you know, mission to control immigration. Uh, Rishi Sunak sort of nailed his colours to the mast of it too. Um, it's been thrown out by the Supreme Court, so we're going to briefly talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about the word ceasefire and how the word ceasefire has become astonishingly weaponised. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Labour Party. The Scottish National Party have brought in an amendment to the King's speech where they want an immediate call for a ceasefire. The Labour Party are pushing back against this. Um, I think we understand and expect the Conservatives to push back against this because their position is not to call for a ceasefire, but for humanitarian pauses. So we're going to talk about that. Liberal Democrats, interestingly, incidentally, just at this point, are the only party to declare they want a ceasefire, like the, like the SNP. Um, we're also going to be talking about the lesbian mothers in Italy who are, are pushing back uh, in court because of this push to um, have only the biological gay parent on the birth certificate. And we're going to be looking at smartphones versus dumb phones. And if we have time, um, we're going to be looking at um, cosy cardio. I think we've got to do cosy exercise. So cozy something cardio. else will have to be dropped. Okay, well, well maybe... <laughs> Okay, well, I've only just maybe, maybe, maybe smartphones and, and dumb phones will drop. Yeah, we'll drop that. Just briefly Gotta on that, the idea inside. behind the smartphone and dumb phone, which I think is quite a good one, is the idea that everyone basically is given a phone like Nanny dies, where you can do bugger all on it. 
<laughs> so this, this, well, let's just quickly do that story. So this is, you know, there's always stories popping up, isn't it? How we can reduce our, yeah. how to reduce our phone time, how to help your children reduce phone time. First and foremost, they said, if you are not going to reduce yours, do not expect your child. Absolutely. You are the biggest influencer on how much your child uses their phone. Mm. Also, again, depending on age, if you're taking away the phone, replace it with something else. Most children, if you offer them anything or you offer them play, proper play with their parents, they will choose play every time. You offer them a present, you offer them anything, but if you get down on your hands and knees or you get or you get into their music or whatever, they're going to choose that. There is nothing as sweet and delicious to a child than their parents being 100% engaged in what they're doing, which is very, very difficult because we've all got a million things to do and sometimes it's just bloody boring playing with kids. Unless, unless, unless one of the memes that Maddie uh, showed me the, in, in the, the, this, this, the No Name Sunday show that, that just passed this weekend, which was quite funny, was, yes, there's nothing better to a child than their undivided attention or availability of a parent. Mm. But as this one meme said, it was very funny, I can't remember, it, but it was a meme that demonstrated the moment you realise time with your parents is turning into virtue signalling, yeah. yet again. Everything, Everything is, a, is lesson. a lesson. Yeah. So proper play. So all of that. And then all the stuff that we all know and don't pull off most of the time. Um, but also to, to reduce that apparently more and more kids are asking for dumb phones. Mm, that's true. Because they're wanting a bit more of a break. And the dumb phone, I really like this idea. And I think I'm going to get one for myself. Are you? Yeah. But is it a dumb phone that works? Or is it just so dumb it's, phone it's, So all you do is message. So it's WhatsApp. Uh, Instagram and phone calls. No ability to have any apps. So, but then do you need to have two SIM cards? I don't know about the detail of it, well, but I really like the idea of it. I suppose you would have the pay-as-you-go on it, would you? So so say like you really wanted a day off from your phone because you get like me, I get trapped into mm. looking into other apps, looking to Instagram, looking into recipes, which honestly I can lose hours looking at bloody food stuff. And you, but you just want to be contactable. You take your dumb phone out. Let me t- take your what phone out? Your dumb phone. Your dumb phone. When you're socialising, take your dumb phone. Take your dumb phone. It sounds, it sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? This is a good statistic. Here, Here it is. Look, sales of dumb phones have risen by 5% in 2022, with tech experts attributing the rise to teenagers, teenagers seeking to regain independence, independence from, from technology. technology. Or, as they say here, give them a retro lesson in how to use your landline. I don't think the day of the landline will ever come back. No, I don't. I don't. Because it's about being out and about. And whether we like it or not, we have now become, you know, it's it's an evolutionary moment where humans have to be available every single second to every single person they know. And that is not going to work with a home phone. Well... I've noticed, I've started to do this thing on my Instagram where I put it on sort of sleep or, it or something. It, it, it starts to, I can do stuff on it, but it start, It doesn't tell me when stuff's coming in. Or, do you know what I mean? It doesn't but It's not really me. some, I, I, don't, I haven't had any notifications on my phone for ages. Right. Bloody moths, guys, look. Oh, mate. But um, it's me, I go looking, I'll, I'll, I'll just start scrolling. So would anybody want that? Would anybody else here want a dumb phone? Uh, Alicia says, oh, look, a dumb phone, dumb phones. it does as much as your old phone this would have does. done before you got a smartphone in the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. We have dumb remote controls for our little one. Ah, remote controls that don't really turn the oh, telly yeah, off. Oh, yeah, we used to do that with the girls. That's a good one. Um, my 21-year-old wants one just for calls and messages. No wow, idea. you see? 
Oh. Well, Georgina, thank you. So Nikki Bull, I'm addicted to my phone, but I'm single, so it's my lifeline to chat to friends and feel connected to the world. Yeah. Yeah, it has the smartphone kind of made too much of an inroad into every aspect of our life. I know we use it as a defense of the smartphone, you know, i.e. we do so much on it. Oh, but, somebody just answering sorry. your answer there. No, just one SIM card. Sorry, I don't know who it was. Oh, sorry. Let's do it. Uh, Faith, we gave our son a dumb phone when he was a teenager to take to school. Mm. Neat. Um, I've switched off all my notifications on Insta, says Zoe. Makes me feel less stressed. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, what's Faith is remembering our lovely wooden box. Uh, Faith, remember you got a lovely wooden we, box. We get, I get that wooden box out, get it out about again. every month. There's stuff in it. And that then needs I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You just calm. I'm not calm. I'm not, not calm. And yet, to... and yet, do you know what, Faith? No phone yet has even gone in there for one second. How many, three or four years ago we bought that. It was in the pandemic. Garlic, sorry. It's okay, it's okay. It's like maybe if we got like a COVID mask or something. Oh my God, it's, it's... Well, you know what you could have done? Had dinner last night. Why is it incumbent on me? Why could you have because, not eaten so because much Because when garlic? garlic is made, you have to eat it as a family, so that's, nobody that's smells. That's a little bit tyrannical, isn't it? Uh, Minky Moo, uh, my 13-year-old has an iPhone, but I have really strict lesson time locks on there. Wow. wow. Have you seen the advert? We were laughing so much yesterday. Oh, it's by Instagram. There was this Insta... It, there was a an advert. It's by Instagram on this new something that you can do that the phone automatically switches off, I don't know, whatever time. And they've got this family and there's this, like, about 15-year-old boy and he's just sat by his mum, who she sat on the sofa and found everyone's on their phone and then suddenly their phones go off because they're using this app. And the boy just goes, oh, and puts it down and starts to study. Yeah. The woman puts it down and just picks up a book. And you're like, what? What's really funny is this the is The girls really were laughing their heads off. I said, we've got to do a parody of this. I see you? everyone around the telly of an evening. Everyone, We all do this. We all do this. So we'll all be like that. And we'll all be like, oh, come on, this is a really good bit in the show. And so we're, so you're the telly. I'm going to watch. You're the telly. I'm watching you. It's like someone gets, say, oh, there's a really good bit. It's a really good bit. Okay, okay. Hang on. Let me just send that. No, you, you missed it. No. Rewind it. Somebody pick no, 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 it. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. Let, let me just put, okay, I'm putting my phone down. Then we rewind it. And I'll, and as I'm watching it. Yeah, because okay. those other people have already watched it. So, and they're rewinding it. So you're looking for every little Terrible. snatch of time. Aren't Terrible. Okay. So. What? What? Dumb phone. No, because I'm just mindful of the time. We can't um, be too long. Cozy, cozy. Uh, well, okay. So, what do you want to go for next then? Well, let's put cozy exercise after something. Let's go to something horrible. You're really foregrounding this. You're really foregrounding this. Let, making let, this a seamless part of the live, aren't you? <laughs> let, let's do a horrible bit of news. I like to sandwich things. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, well, we've kind of talked about Rwanda. The Rwanda judgment has happened. So the Supreme Court has passed down its judgment. They've said five judges unanimously backed the judgment in the Court of Appeal. The policy was unlawful for this reason. The risk that asylum seekers sent to Rwanda would be returned to their own country and face persecution in breach of their human rights. Now, yeah, as they say in the Telegraph, a major blow for the Prime Minister, a major blow for Suella. This will give strength, I think, to Suella's feeling that I think she saw this coming, which is why she sent her letter in yesterday. You know, that we haven't talked about that. Her incredibly sort of schoolmarmly letter to Rishi. Wow. I, mean, I haven't had much to say for Rishi, but I thought on the receiving end of that, I thought, oh, 
Oh, hell hath no fury. There's a bit of a history with that, though, isn't it? With Tory ministers no, that leave, no, like, no. leave like with blistering attacks. But why is there this sort of headmistress, sort of Ooh, self-anointed gosh. kind of, oh, you know, you've, you're a disappointment. I mean... You're a terrible disappointment. These weren't, these weren't the ideas made up at a dinner party, having a jab there. Because they probably were. Well, no, she's having a jab at um, uh, Blair and what's his name? No, but but the, probably the funny thing was they weren't made at a dinner party. They were probably made at uh, an illegal COVID party. <laughs> whilst they were all dancing, dancing terrible and Christmas jumpers. Pineapple. What do people think about the Rwanda decision? Obviously, yeah. as you would know, we our position in that is that we're really pleased about that because I just feel really uncomfortable with the idea of, and especially when you've got when you've got um well now she's gone thank God but a Home Secretary saying things like. Gay, gay, being gay is not enough reason to ask for uh, amnesty because because the complete misunderstanding of what it is like in so many countries across mm. the world mm. to be gay. Well, yeah, I absolutely. mean, I think it, it, I think people are persecuted in Rwanda for it, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So, so that is a real worry. That, mm. but the many, many worries. So, we were actually really pleased for loads of different reasons that this has been turned down. But now. Is it not the case that we might be taken out of the European Convention? Well, no, I think I think her suggestion is that she, that her, her line on this is, let's just pull ourselves out of the European Convention on Human Rights mm. altogether. And let's so just that we have don't have way. to have this irritation yes, yeah. of them, of yeah. them deeming what we do. Yeah. What we're doing is against human rights. But it is the UK Supreme Court that's ruled this. So this isn't it doesn't necessarily just mean that because you come out come out of the mm. European Convention on Human Rights that you can just do something. If the challenge happens in your own courts and your own courts uphold it, then you've got a problem. And I think all that needs to happen here is this for most people who believe that the immigration problem in this country is our and and don't get me wrong, I think immigration is a really tricky topic, like so many things, like the Israel-Palestine thing. It's much more complicated than just, yes, let everyone in, or yeah, or no, don't let anyone in. I think those two polar opposite positions are easy to stand by and electioneer on, you know, keep them all out or stop them all or make it difficult. And we shouldn't be, you know, on the one, you have to have controls of some form. Mm. You have to have a system of some form. Otherwise you do run the risk of entirely diluting your structural system. I mean, it's, it's a simple fact that you can't have open borders. I mean, you literally can't. And no. to not have open borders doesn't mean you're anti-migration. There just has to be some sort of humane checks and balances. And I think the feeling around the Rwanda policy was that it was a non-humane checks and balance. That but was also, it's not this, this thing. And, you know, I'm like many of you here. I have, you no, kept here. And I have no education on politics. I am fairly new to taking as deep an interest as I have, you know, over maybe the last, I don't know, 10 years or can so. Can I just ask, can I move this down or you've moved it to here? No, I just wanted just oh, to read did. it at okay. some point. Yeah. Um, and, oh, sorry, I don't know what sorry. I'm saying then. Sorry, 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 I just didn't, sorry. Sorry, completely lost it. Um, my goodness, politics, feeling, feeling, is it this one you want? Oh, this is what I was going to say. But, but, but you know, that the, there's been a lot said that actually this whole Rwanda idea has been a bit of red meat because it's incredibly expensive, the idea of it. And actually there, are, there aren't that many people 
that could be sent there, even if it had come across as Faith illegal. Goodman said only 500 were. I mean, I think the idea was, a uh, terrible idea, says Faith Goodman. I didn't realise only 500 were ever going to be sent there. Oh, I thought right. the idea was to send nearly all of them. I think, I th but I think baked into this idea was that if it worked for that first 500, you would certainly see an expansion. Of yes, that. you would do. But, um, but um, it's, 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 uh, I mean, what it's cost so far is just eye-watering, isn't it? Absolutely eye-watering. Proponents of it would argue the costs have only come about due to the challenges. Right, <laughs> the, but the even before that, that, I mean, Labour were quite strong on how much mm. it was all going to cost. But also, you know, the thing is, we have got a lot of people here waiting for decisions on whether they can, you know, move to this country or not. And, you know, many of them want to work and don't want to be in these, you know, often crop-approach-infested hotels. I know that... The Daily Mail would have you believe that everybody here is in a five-star, four-star hotel. That's not the situation. Mm. And they want to work. And we have a real crisis mm. with um, having a work enough workforce. Mm. So I think that is maybe what we should be, you know, focusing on more. And, and like you say, a better system. So people aren't here waiting for years and years and years before their case is even looked at. I, I hate to raise the bugbear. I think, you know, a collective task with Europe you know, you yeah. know, we made no, we don't hide the fact that we were sort of pro, you know, Remainer, we were Remainers and all that. You know, I just think, you know, share the burden with Europe. I mean, a, a problem yeah. shared is a problem not necessarily halved because that doesn't work, does it? But it's, it's certainly, you know, everyone take responsibility for it. And I think, you know, we have to also acknowledge that this is a problem that's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because of the global global network of problems and yeah. the economics and and global Water, warming. Food. You know, all these things. If yeah. we pretend that this is just a sort of five yearly electioneering topic. It's going to become more and more extreme as we go further further into time, you know, and into the future. It's just going to become a bigger and bigger problem. And, you know, it's, you know, we have to think about, and, you know, it's easy to kind of get hysterical about, you know, international aid to these countries. Why is it relevant when we're struggling here? Yeah, yeah absolutely strong argument. But you could, you know, the, the humanitarian, egalitarian, globalist kind of attitude to that is only by helping in far corners of the world and supporting infrastructure elsewhere where we've kind of, if you like, you know, we've gobbled up most of the resources for our empire and getting us to be the two nations that can dictate global policy, essentially, the US, the UK, um, and Europe, if you like, then, you know, unless we embrace that a little bit more, this is just going to get, this is a bigger, 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 bigger problem. But it, you can either go the far, you can either go the sort of inhumane, let's, let's whip up hatred, fear, and, and, and hostility and, and racism, or we go the route of Jesus. We're all humans. We're all on this planet together. Let's try and think of a way that we can all share the burden. Wow. Two different ways. There's so many situations that could be sit or sorted out. Like Funny that. that. Let's, that kind of brings us to the ceasefire, doesn't it? Oddly, in a sort <laughs> um, of curious Should we do way. cosy exercise? Let's do, let's do cosy exercise. Yeah, I've got a warm image here. Have, which... any, of you, have you, any of you heard about cosy exercise? Now, this is funny, actually, because I didn't know this was a thing. Cosy cardio. Massive thing on TikTok, cosy cardio. And actually, I do do a bit of cosy. I'm not going to just say cosy. I do cosy. I, I've naturally fallen into doing cosy exercise. It's this bloody box under here. Why do you keep looking behind because you? You know it's the box. Is it you? You keep going, oh, what's that sound when it's clearly I'm annoying you ever so slightly. It's quite clear. As your director, Lou, says, it's quite clearly apparent when you're annoyed or bored. When and you're... I'm annoying the fuck out of you this morning. I don't well, know Now why. you are. Yeah. Don't be so pathetic. Good. I hope you hurt yourself. No, there was something else out here. There is nothing out there. He was doing that thing like, oh, has anybody put the heating on? He was doing that. You know, that thing that oh, men do. Oh, God almighty. 
get her ADHD drugs quick. Oh, my God. If I were to bring up your mental health medication and throw it in your face, yes, what you would do. happen? Yes, we do. I never have. Have, have you taken your meds? I, you're the only person that ever says that. It's always and no, I haven't because there's a bloody shortage forever. <sighs> um, Happy birthday, Linda. <laughs> Go on. Cozy, cozy cardio. So has anybody heard of Cozy Cozy Cardio? Has anybody followed it? So I think this was started by one particular influencer, so it says on TikTok. And it's become a massive thing. And apparently, you know, they're trying to attribute all sorts of, you know, meaningful body acceptance stuff to it. But um, I think it's a tenuous link. (laughs) Like, you know, women feel like they have to look a certain way and they go to the gym and then they feel intimidated, which is true. All those things are true, but cozy cardio to me. And I've got to do a parody of this. Seems like a way to not really do exercise, but look like you're doing exercise. Did you have one of the videos that we could show them from no. TikTok? Okay. So picture the scene. Um, now, why don't, have I, you why ever don't seen... I perform what you describe? Well, I don't think you can. Okay. You can't. You've got to make hot drinks and everything. So yeah, have you seen these? Um, no, Mark, because you're just going to be pulling focus. It's annoying. Oh I'm trying God, to tell them. So, I'm trying to entertain no. as well. No, you're not. Rather than you just sit there describing something we can't see. So I can make a cup of tea. I really, really don't like you. <laughs> I don't like I really you don't. Can you just shut up for just a minute? do it. Go on. Oh, my God. Ding dong round three. Oh, <laughs> that's garlic from Lassa. Oh, dragon. So cozy cardio is. Have you ever seen these um, these um, running machines? They're not a running machine. They're just one flat piece. So you just open up, they flatten down, you can pop them onto your sofa and then you open them up and you can walk on them and walk and walk and walk. So you've got your flattened out walker. There's no handle to it. There's nothing. It's like this. It looks like this, but you put it on the floor, okay? Then all these TikTok videos, you get your nice cosy socks on, right? Cosy socks on, cosy jumper. You close the curtains. You put candles on. Basically, you're going to bed. You put some incense. (laughs) At this time when I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah, and now just like a box of chocolates and a bottle of wine. Glass of wine. In fact, they do it all the other way around. So it's it's hot drinks, so like a chocolate with marshmallows or an oat coffee or a matcha. Charge up the rampant rabbit. All the TikTok Instagram things. Then you get in all your cosy wear and then you choose your movie and they say something like something really wholesome and then it's like a wholesome movie. And then they open out their walking machine <laughs> and they're literally like this, just walking, watching the film in cosy shops, drinking hot Francesca Bastos says this is almost sounding sexy. Why don't you just <laughs> Honestly, have sex? Check it out. Look on TikTok and put cosy cardio. Oh, God, I mean, it is so ripe for a piss take. Let's do it. It's very funny. I want to do cosy cardio. But but you're like, oh, God, yeah. Mm. But then some of them have made it cosy cardio through the day. So some of them now are putting on the socks and everything and walking all day, all day long. I feel like I've got I've into some kind of alternative. So, universe. so like what, you know, you... instead of working on their computer yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. down, they're just walking all day long in cozy socks. Okay, as Chloe Georgina Reynolds says, well, it's walking still, isn't it? 
<laughs> and it's walking in cosy socks. So basically, it's like relax in a nice cosy room. No, because they're walking. Yeah, but so they're walking cardio. is the only, that's, that's the cardio. That's the cardio <laughs> bit of coziness. But actually, you know, on some days when I'm feeling really like vulnerable or just like edgy. Dawny Harvey says she's been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Dawny, you haven't been walking. You've just been sitting on the sofa, well, haven't you? You don't know. Maybe You've got to walk. This is the land. point. This is the point. That you, and I have to say, I started searching for those walker things because I thought... I would like to walk the whole time I'm watching telly in the evening, but I have to sit down. Oh, flipping hell. You're annoying enough to watch television with, let alone with you. Walk. <laughs> this is really good. God, it's, I'm it, it's so... <laughs> raw garlic every night. It's so effective. Hang on. Don't do it again because I will partner, If your partner is just a bit too frisky and you don't have the same energy, just eat garlic. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. She might turn the other way. Now it's no, it's awful. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god, your cleavage smells of it. Everything. Everything. There we go. Mark, now stop showing off. Get your hand off. He had his hand on my bum then. Mark's not in an attractive position. I knew that would get him sick. <laughs> I know him so well. I don't like you today. I don't like you. That is part of marriage. Having you whole days. Like your sleep. sister didn't like you on your curly cooks either, did she? It's so funny. Honestly, I can't no tell you. Make sure, not sure you watch curly cooks on Saturday. It's so funny. Bloody hell. Okay. So, um, okay. That uh, was cozy cardio, which is basically wrap up warm in a nice cozy lounge and walk around a lot. In the but you're going to, you, you are not going to be able to resist guys, are you? Going and looking on TikTok to look for cozy. I'm going to do my but version of it too. Looking. You do your version. I'm going to do my version too. Cozy cardio. But I do do that with yoga sometimes. I'll get loads of blankets. <laughs> I put big cozy socks on for the beginning and for the meditation. And it makes me feel so much better. Mark, but M, M, Mark, if you do, it's over. If you do, if you can fart to order, that in itself <laughs> is enough to finish with you. <laughs> who remembers in the 70s a French performer who would fart tunes? On oh, stage? no, I don't want to know. Well, she, I think Dina could do that. I think Dina, I think Dina can, she's not a ventriloquist, she's a flatulinquilloquist. <laughs> Okay, I don't know how we segue from that to... Oh, look! Garlic in German is Knoblausch. You, you're a huge Knoblausch. Knoblausch. I like, I like the German word for bar, bra, Bustenholter. Oh, that's a Bustenholter. That's a Bustenholter. Bustenholter. Sorry, that's quite evocative, isn't it? Idiot! You, well, you're the one who's using your weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> oh, just stop it. This is <laughs> Okay, without wishing to make light of anything, let's get to ceasefire because we need one. Um, this is serious. So this is the, what do you, okay, I want to, I've kept it up, Mark, fire in the face. Um, I, we want to know what you think. Do you think? You're enough about what we think. Yeah. I want to know what you think. What do you think of the need to call, should should we call for a ceasefire? Yes or no? I can't do a poll because we're on StreamYard. So should there be a ceasefire? Just, yes just or a no? simple yes or no. Would you vote for a ceasefire today if you had the chance? Jackie Villino just quickly says, I guess the fisherman jumper vibes have worn off. Thank you. Yeah, it didn't last long, did it? Jackie, don't try and make trouble. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, lots of yeses coming through. Yes for a ceasefire. Okay. It's strong. Yeah, okay. So this is the situation. This is the situation. Well, that's a good question, Laura Lou. Israel. Someone tell me who has the final well, say. Well, you say no. Israel, but is any country really free from what America decides? Well, well hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Let's not. Also, let's also not forget uh, Israel and Hamas are uh, at war. Are at war. So it's a good point insofar as who starts the ceasefire. Now, um, you could argue some are that uh, it's all well and good asking Israel to ceasefire, but who's asking Hamas to ceasefire too? What is the situation? Do we know on on, on how many... Because obviously, you know, the, the, the rockets have been going 24-7. There are the rockets being in, fired. In, 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 in Gaza. What is the situation back? Well, there are occasional rockets being occasional fired. Rockets, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think yesterday three were intercepted by the um, the dome, uh, the Iron Dome, is it? Yes. Uh, uh, over Tel Aviv, I think Tel Aviv. I think I think three three were fired. So I think I think again, it's the the feeling there is about proportionality, and in terms of ceasefire, um, it's a ceasefire. I'm calling for a ceasefire to stop the killing of all innocents. That's why I want a ceasefire, whether it be the innocent Palestinians. Because please do remember that. Being a Palestinian doesn't mean you're a terrorist, and there seems to be a real confusion here with that for some people. It doesn't mean that, you know, and also a ceasefire for the aid workers, the hostages, the charity workers, mm. the doctors that have come from all over the world. I mean, you know, on social media, you will see these doctors pleading for a ceasefire and God, I mean, just every language in, in, in the world. So so I think I always say it's with, oh, of course, I'm, my father is Jordanian. You know, my, mm. I, am an, I am very proud of my Arabic heritage. It is a, a big part of me and of my family. And we feel that very, very deeply and keenly. But my, all, my, all my desires for a ceasefire about being a human being, just mm. having a human heart that goes, mm. what? I mean... We, we've been watching, also, we watch lots of other channels, you know, so we've been seeing the absolute horror from day one. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't want to look at that and mainstream media won't post that. But everybody now has seen the incubators, the babies being brought out of the incubators. And so anybody now that is saying there shouldn't be a ceasefire has to question themselves, I think. Well, I, t I tell you what, as complicated as, I'm pleased you asked that question, as complicated as calling for a ceasefire could be and can mm. be in this, in the nitty gritty of this, because of course calling, there's the idealism, isn't there, of calling for a ceasefire, and then there's the nitty gritty reality of calling for a ceasefire. Israel's argument is, is runs that if you call for a ceasefire, it will allow Hamas to rearm, re-weaponize, regroup, and then re-assault. And Hamas have made no uh, secret of saying they would like to attack again. Where this gets really complicated is let's let's go for let, let's just I mean if we can let's park Gaza to the side for one second. So in the last since October seventh, I think one hundred and seventy five Palestinians have been killed in the West Bank where Hamas don't rule. So let's use that as a kind of test case. And what's happening in the West Bank as well is illegal uh, occupation settlements, uh, the killing, the removing, and the destruction of Palestinian communities. Uh, the uh, sort of propaganda war of, of encouraging so many people in the West Bank to leave the West Bank uh, and go to Jordan. So ceasefire 
that was going on when ceasefires have been called in the past. So depending on your point of view, to the Palestinians, no ceasefire has been observed because that's still going on. Do you get me? So it's it's much more complex. So you could argue, yes, of course, it requires Hamas not to fire any rockets as it requires Israel to stop bombardment uh, and invasion and attack. Um, it would be nice, I think, if if perhaps, you know, um, both uh, Jeremy Corbyn would acknowledge that Hamas is a terrorist organisation that committed terrorist acts, as much as it would be nice that Israeli troops don't land on the beach with their sunshades on and cucumbers on their eyeballs, sort of going, hey, hey, we're back on the beach in Gaza. You know, I mean, both deeply insulting and disrespectful to both communities and both cultures, I, I think, equivalently on each side. The, the, exactly, Faith. And I think what's important about this whole debate around the ceasefire is the balance of power. And at the moment, the balance of power is clearly steered in one direction. Um, you know, you know, the hostages do need to come out. There's lots of lots of stories that aren't gaining traction in the Western press about how the hostage families and the hostages, many deal, many um, ceasefire deals have been struck with Benjamin Netanyahu and then he's walked back, he's kind of scrolled back from them. So there's frustration because, believe it or not, they've been much closer to negotiating the release of the hostages than, than they would have us think. So, And the families now, are they're marching, aren't they? Marching to Tel Aviv to, yeah. to, to demand from for President Netanyahu mm. to engage with them on what is happening and calling for, quite understandably, I would be exactly the same, mm. to negotiate, 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 get it done. Give them fuel if they want fuel. Mm. Give them this if they want, you know, stop the bombardment, but mm. just get our families out of mm. there. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so wherever you're looking from it, a ceasefire is the answer really because where will it end? Mm. Otherwise, what? when will it end? How mm. many more thousands of people? And uh, so Keir Starmer coming out with what he's saying today, Minky Moo just said there that her husband said he's not he's not going to vote. Did you say not going to vote for Labour again because of Keir Starmer's stance on this? Well, almost our conversation, you, you could argue our conversation has just highlighted how complicated the idea of a mm. ceasefire is. But, it, but where it becomes really not complicated is that you call for it and then you iron out the details afterwards. Because that's, it's saying that you care. Yeah. that you that, That's that, my yeah. point point on it and my yeah. point on it is is yes this is ca- the caveats are Hamas how they uh, you know observe any ceasefire Israel how they observe any ceasefire in the West Bank where Hamas aren't because let's not forget the West press Western press would have us think that the West Bank is the same there is an antipathy on both sides of the kind of cultural divide isn't there there's a feeling as you I just popped up your post I hope you saw April is it April spooky April spooky you know yes there is a feeling um, in in Israel that and Hamas have declared that they you know it, they don't want the state of Israel to exist that is patently absurd ridiculous and and awful but that doesn't mean every Palestinian wants that it also doesn't necessarily mean every member of Hamas wants that because they are fighting for what they feel is theirs so you know it's so I think calling for a ceasefire sends out a clear moral humanitarian message after which all of these details have to be negotiated. And I was thinking this morning as they were going into... I've been trying to negotiate these details for the last bloody six years. Well, yeah, and every time years. they get close, it's, you know, we're not being told how close they're getting and then what's actually falling at the end. Um, one, one final thing I was just thinking about, you know, this argument, which I, find, I take real umbrage with, which is if there are tunnels beneath the hospitals of Hamas, this makes them a justified target. I disagree with this entirely because what I think you have to do and you have to strategize and you have to pause and take a breath... You have to think to yourself, okay, we've got the situation down to now three rockets, admittedly, coming out of, say, Gaza, hit, you know, being, being intercepted. 
Um, and, but there shouldn't be any rockets. Get granted. Because you might not know that there's this dome, iron this dome, iron dome yeah. over Tel Aviv, which not all of them, but can many, but, but can deflect many of the rockets. Wouldn't like, a more strategic approach to say the hospital be to surround it? to, um, in a sense, be able to kind of close off, whether it be tunnels or whatever the access points are, close off those tunnel points and only allow in through blockade and road access. This is what I don't understand. If you're so sure where they are, do that. Mm. Don't bomb the whole hospital. Don't go in with snipers. I, I, I just, I can't understand how that can be justified. Well, I, and, and unfortunately, I do think it's a little bit, what's that phrase, Take, using a mallet to crack a nut? I mean, mm. I think what, needs to be called for and I don't think we'll ever necessarily know diplomatically how much of this has been being called for is that if they if they want to go in if they need to go into hospitals because they feel that's where perhaps the hostages are being held it's perhaps where Hamas have got these these tunnels I mean interestingly Sean King has published a piece in 2014 uh, underneath the Al Shifa hospital today um, there is a there is a tunnel. They know there is one there because apparently they built it. They built the hospital. The, the infrastructure was helped to be constructed by Israel back in 2014. Um, and so you know, there's no. So if there's an awareness of this, there must be a way of, in a sense, not besieging a hospital so it doesn't have life, so but protecting function. it, protecting mm. it from the outside yeah. and protecting it from within the inside, and then sitting and then allowing that proof to develop that if there is someone there who, who's shooting, you then perhaps call in America and go, look. There's a guy that they're firing rockets out of this hospital. We've got it surrounded. We've made it secure. What do we do? And in that way, Israel would be able to sort of present to the world a sort of inhospitable, inhumane sort of use of... Do you know what I mean? I think there are different ways of doing this. I just think there are different ways of doing And there are very, very smart and, and conciliatory... Mm people in the Middle East that want to that want mm. to find a way. For instance, the Jordanian, thank you, Francisca's, Francisca, um, the Jordanian royal family, my father's Jordanian, seems so considerate and humane. The recent interview of Queen Rania with Christian, Christian Amanpour, I love her, is brilliant. Check it out. Yeah, I've seen pieces of that. And they, they have, tro- I mean, Jordan has been known, hasn't it, a bit as the Switzerland of the Middle East, always trying to be balanced and be, and, and, and yeah, I mean... There are good people on both sides. Mm, mm, mm. There are so many Jewish people campaigning for a ceasefire too. And there'll be many people in Israel that are sick and tired of this. And and I just found it really painful when when we see here it almost being, I don't know, sneered or sneered. Mm. Sneered at the mm. idea of a ceasefire. I don't think there's any like, that, problem. That's with somehow a hateful thing. Mm, when mm. how is the how can that be seen as a hateful mm, thing? Mm. Unless, unless the idea of a ceasefire means that the punishment that is supposed to be being meted out must continue mm. until when? Until when? You know, if you just, you can't think of anybody else in this situation, but you can only think of the, the children, the child hostages. Okay, if we just keep it with children to keep all the rage that is risen, that is thrown so quickly, and just those babies taken out of the incubators. If we just think of that, and we just imagine whether Jewish or, or, or Arab, those are our people. Hmm. That's, I know it sounds so basic, but we've got to get back to some sort of sense of that, that we are desensitized. Oh, 5,000 children, 5,000 children have died. Oh, 200 hostages. You know, numbers just become like numbers, 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 numbers. We've got to think with a human heart, how would this feel if this was mine? 
I agree, and I, but I also think that the, if you if you've got a, an awful argument developing in the kitchen between two people, you know, say me and you, just then, you know, you've got a huge argument. What is, what, what is? Well, I nearly fought in your face. Um, if you've got a huge argument happening in, a, in between people, in a say in a family, what's the first thing you will do to try and calm the situation? Stop the fight. You don't. Stop you don't. The you don't. Fight you don't stop and then it. Try and slightly. listen to both sides. But you don't stop it slightly and then kind of say to one part half of the yeah. fight, oh, "You're kind of yeah, right to do that." Go but and have five right. minutes yeah, but a, hit pause, a pause in this brutal bombardment as Doctors Without Borders, UN, um, Save the Children, you know, all these really you know, credible organisations say that will do nothing. You just about patch mm. what up? We can't even patch these people up enough. Mm. And then what? And then start again. Mm. It's almost like more torturous in a way, isn't it? It's like... Well, there is that. Um, and also, I just want to, again, give, give articulation to uh, April Spooky X. I wish we could, as a globe, just stop Hamas. This would stop the war. I agree. Stopping Hamas, and it has to be said in the same breath, stopping, stopping. the illegal settlements. We have to. We have to. to. It has to be recognised for what it is, because if you've got something that is going to, in a sense radicalize a population because of the unjust, you know, the unjust unfairness of it, you're not going to be able to stop the wellspring from, from which something like Hamas comes from. And this isn't a complicated thought, but it seems like the world is, is so sucked into not looking at it in this way. I mean, because it's uncomfortable, but we have to look at, we have to look at what it's like on here. We talk so often, don't we, about the situation um, out on the streets of London, right? whether that be our t terrible problem with knife crime, sexual assault, and people get so angry so often, don't we? If we ever try and discuss where is this springing from? from? What is going on with these young people? Wow, I don't know, they're just evil bastards and they should just be... Well, okay, but let one, one thing that we know, that if children are brought up in a safe environment, a stable environment, hopefully with at least one loving adult, doesn't have to be a mum or a dad, it could be an aunt, it could be a foster, something, they are going to have a much better chance of not falling into that kind of behaviour and that kind of hell. But even here, people don't want to have that kind of discussion. They just want these people. Well, it's not going to work like that because there'll just be more. And then there'll be more. And then there'll be more. And, you know, when I look at terrified children with eyes like this, like absolutely what happened and uh, all my family has been killed and there's bombs coming down. I worry about who they will be in 10 years, 20 years time. Mm. Just like if I see, like Dina came in the other day and she'd seen a little boy and his dad walking down the hill down there and she was really upset because the guy sort of tripped tripped on his foot and there was a little boy and he said to him, he turned to him, that's your fault, that, that's your fault. Tiny little boy, all scared on his way to school. She came in, we had a big discussion about it, didn't we? And we thought, that kind mm. of anger put at a little child, mm. he's going to be something else other than a really like loving member of the society that is going to support, because he's been treated right from that tiny age with that kind of anger and mm. brutality. Mm. And that is the same, whatever situation you look at in anywhere, whether it's domestic, whether it's whatever situation, we have to look at what we need to do to change the root causes of where, you know, hate and anger mm. and violence are coming from. If we've got any hope of 
changing. And also, Sorry, just, I, just, on a just, I didn't mean the soapbox. I mean just passionate. Yeah, I just no, feel course, like. I just feel like. Mm, absolutely. And I think it's really important. You're not going to negotiate anything unless you sit down on both sides of the equation and say, look, yeah. there's this on this side. You know, I mean, there have been many attempts. I've been in the close past. to it before. What I would say is on both sides, mm. on both sides, in with Netanyahu and with Hamas and with former organizations that have, have ruled Palestine and sections of Palestine, there, sadly, sadly, there are vested interests in the conflict being prolonged yeah. on both sides. I, I assure you, on both sides. That's why that's why Netanyahu isn't as popular as you would think, because in this country and in the US, you'd think he's he's the bee's knees, because of course we're supporting his his policy. I mean, the wording is slightly lessening. I mean, you know, if you, there was a White House announcement yesterday where he said we can't say for sure if they're operating within legal parameters. Trudeau, Trudeau now finally has come out and said, you know, there's just horrible things happening. I don't mm. want to say the exact words because mm. look it up. He made a statement yesterday, but um, mm. so anyway, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, but, but going back to the whole thing on what I think Labour, I think it's absolutely incumbent on them to say yes for a ceasefire. I think the way we, the way the word ceasefire has been hijacked, weaponized and poisoned is offensive in the extreme. And I think Labour voters should absolutely be voting for a ceasefire. I will not be voting. And then no. after the ceasefire, as soon as a ceasefire is in place, that's when everyone earns their money and runs in and diploma is diplomatic to the hill. And in that, the only country actually at the moment that's really homing in on the right thing in terms of the Palestinian side of things that needs to be dealt with for there to be progress made with, you're not going to make progress with Hamas. What you need to make progress with is a desire to go as extremist as Hamas. And that's the problem here. And the one country talking about this in the right way is Jordan, because they are homing in on where the cause of the problem is at the moment. The problem right now in the West Bank is getting worse and worse. And some are saying there's a vested interest in that. Why? We all need to ask questions, probing questions about that. So, yeah. You know what? So often in all these kinds of conflicts and the ex Iranian ambassadors pleading for Iran not to be drawn into this battle because it's always the poor people that are hit the hardest. Mm. The people actually that are just trying to get on with their day to day life, you know, and, and power crazy leaders, whether that be Hamas, Netanyahu, Biden, Rishi, whoever. They're the people playing the big games. And it's the poor people right underneath all of that that get squished in the middle. Mm. And Charity, that's not charity, right. yeah. And I feel at the moment, Keir Starmer has, I, I am just horrified. Mm. Was he not a lawyer for human rights? Human Was rights it, lawyer. I, I just won't vote. I just won't vote Labour if he's if he's Labour leader. I just will not. I will be voting. I will be voting Liberal Democrats. Mm. Yeah, well, they, well, they've come out for, for a ceasefire. Because, um, because any, any, yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Shut up, okay. Uh, there are more agony aunts and uncles coming. There are more how to stay married coming. Oh, absolutely. Um. So we got a happy birthday. Um. To Linda. Happy birthday to Linda. Nadia. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Linda. Happy birthday to you. Squash tomatoes and garlic stew. Yeah. Oh, God. And Tracy Ford, thank you for your 10 gifted memberships. For, uh, 10 of you will have received uh, a gifted membership. So I hope you enjoy the No Name Sunday show and Christmas festivities in the members area this Christmas. Yeah. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. Okay. We're going to end through the music.